0: The Blue Blues, your source for all things Everton. Welcome to another podcast where it's an bumper podcast. We've got a lot of content to get to. We're going to start off by looking back on the win over Hull. In the Extra Time segment, I'm going to be joined by Teddy McAllister and Owen for that. And then after that, we'll be discussing the future of Rafa Benitez as Everton manager and how we're all feeling about that, what the future holds. Then I'm going to be joined by Connor for... The other segments, we're going to be discussing the, the ins and outs in the transfer window. Firstly, Lucas Dean leaving the club to go to Aston Villa. And then, of course, the movement in the other direction with Ammar Elgar, who's signing for Everton on loan from Villa. And then, finally, Connor and myself will be reviewing the Norwich game in the Premier League before we wrap up with the quiz between Terry and Owen. So, loads to get through. We'll get straight into it with that extra time segment. And welcome to the extra time segment. Hull City 2 Everton 3, FA Cup third round. I negotiated just about. Um, I'm joined by Owen and Terry. We're going to get through ins and outs of that game. There's a lot, a lot to discuss. A lot more than I'd like to have thought we'd have needed to discuss, but an FA Cup game against Hull. But here we are, 3-2 win. I'll start with you, Owen. What did you make of that performance? Is it just the case of get the job done? Flash is a
1: pancake. You know, it was terrible. I mean, there's playing down to the level of the opponent, and then there's playing like a a bunch of just amateurs in in Sunday league. It was like we were like Gateshead and we went to Hull. That's how terrible we were. It it was just the most mind boggling, terrible performance. I've I've ever we've had bad performances this season, but I've, honestly, it, because even though we won, that could possibly the first half an hour of that uh, I you didn't want to be in the same room as me. Most people who wanted to watch just because it was just I'd be, I'd become apathetic, but that that was just completely and utterly pathetic. And I'm glad we're through. I mean, I'm I'm not sure where it leaves us in terms of the fixture schedule and games, but not my not my job to to organise that but no I thought we were really poor really lucky God knows it was Hull tiring very quickly was the reason we got through and that because there's another Millwall written all over it but I think they were a bit more I don't know a bit smarter than Hull Of thought Hull were a bit barmy at times in that game but
2: yeah
0: good job the of. wise, we wouldn't be in the fourth round Indeed uh, obviously you started off terribly 40 seconds and we're behind from a set-piece. I mean, I discussed with Conor in the preview for this game that they're going to get us on set-pieces because, one, that's how lower league opposition usually manage to upset the big boys, but also we're just terrible at defending set-pieces. So, of course, they're going to get a set-piece goal against us. and I just didn't think it had happen that quickly. 40 seconds and we were behind... Like, what in God's name is he doing in training set-pieces?
1: You could have stopped that training. He didn't have to carry on and say set-pieces. But, you know, it is it is particularly bad. I mean, we've gone from having a season where I'm not sure we conceded too many. of It's not at all from set-pieces. Apart from that, my game against Tottenham, we had in the Cup. To every time the opposition get. Get fouled in and around our box. You think they're going to score? And I remember Marco Silva as a, a similar spell where everything just seemed to go against us in, in that regard. But th- this is this is as branded. And to be fair, we we change. I'm not sure we changed, but we got better towards the end of that sort of bad spell we had back then. Now I'm not sure the managers were changing in terms of absolutely not a system together to that might help us. Well, getting a system together that doesn't have seven foot eight Dan burn free at the back post when you play Brian, that would that would do.
0: Honestly, it just makes your head spin when you see... Like, that's the last two games you've just reeled off and on the to set your goals with Astronomical. Rather give away a penalty than a corner.
1: Like at the minute it's just that bad. Like you get a better chance of saving a penalty than defending a corner with these set piece setups. Yeah. It, I I've got no positives on that front. I mean I thought this sort of proper tactically astute organizer we had in dugout who was gonna save us from Niels, of just play last season would get all this sorted, but it seems not. Do
3: you remember when um, Benitez was appointed and there was pictures of him in training in the summer and all the weirdos were going, oh, it's great to have a manager with a plan now. All based off a few photos of him just in a cap talking to Andy Gordon. It's like, it's good to have a manager with a plan. I was just thinking at the time, going, I mean, he might be good, but what are you talking about? Well, here we are.
0: Um, um, I'm not going to cut that. The plan is to go down to
1: whole one exactly. to if we really boil it down, If we really boil it down, saying Rafa Benitez is a proper coach, I mean, that just makes me laugh on so many levels. You're, you're a manager, your responsibility is to manage people as well as manage a team and a system. And He, he fails on all three um, parts of the moment. But we'll, we're talking about Benitez, I'm sure, all, all through this, but the players as well. The fir- the first half of an hour we, we no one seemed bothered except the two wild players. But that might just be in part of the fact that our game plan is to volley the ball so quickly into our wild players it's unbelievable. And just say go and do something with it. It's so elementary, it's unbelievable.
0: Yeah I mean we're the some game players-, players... But in terms of the actual personnel, like some, like you say, I think Gray, Gordon, some good performances there, uh, good good link-up play for the first goal between Gray and Gordon, some good technical there. Uh, Andre Gomez got a goal, which was... I know, yeah, who told him he could go in the box? You know, I've, I've never seen Andre Gomez in the area until that goal. Yeah, well, he did
1: he, he he was fine. He's not bad bad when you get legs around him, but when we, we don't, he, he just gets showing up. And I mean, I, I don't really care about him that much anymore because people have kind of finished with him. But I I, I do I do see that you got two mobile midfielders in the same team as him, then he might be all right. He's just incredibly slow and ponderous. But it got the same in the boxing. Getting his head on something. Oh, I mean, definitely. Yeah. I mean, Alan as well. Alan comes in for some terrible stick. I'm not sure why. Maybe because he's one of Carlo's signings and because everything that Carlo does is wrong. Then, you know, it might be due to that. But I think Alan, he's a, he's a good player. I think I think people need to calm down when they talk about the players when they set up so terrible. I, I think it's just ridiculous when you think about
0: like
1: I think you're saying, like people would saying that try to pretend that Nunez is a little praise on Ancelotti. I mean, there's no, ground for that. That. There's no ground for that. whatsoever. The people still saying this because the people who were who probably were saying it are even muted or blocked on my social media. So I wonder if that if that's still a recurring um, opinion shared. I mean, the problem with people are the too reactionary and the too emotional and it's difficult because football is an emotional sport but I don't know, I feel I feel like the, the, there's a lot of facts that go missing especially Everton but you know I, th- I feel Grey I think Grey and Gordon I think they are the two big positives of this whole season so far and I think he showed her again on Saturday night so I think Gordon, in particular, he's come on a lot this season. I think he had a pretty miserable, lone spell at Preston, where he was going to go there in the in the expectation of playing under Alex Neil, who, who's done very, he did very well and did a good job there, but and wasn't good enough apparently. Um, and then he brought in that Dim with Frankie McAvoy. You unless you're fair, yeah, you wouldn't play. So like, he didn't get another game and ended up coming back and then President Benitez of keeping him around and developing him well. And yeah, he's done he's done really well. I was, was skeptical at first when he was oh, he was one of our options because I hadn't seen enough, but he's done very well. And for as for Damari Gray, I, I I can safely say I've been proven very wrong on Damari Gray because when when he was bought, I thought, I'm not really sure on this. I've never seen anything from him that suggested he was anything other than a quick wide player with very, very little end product or and he and he seemed to have lost his way going to Germany and sitting on the bench every week. I thought is this going to be another Luckman situation where you know we, we have a lot of sort of promise but he, he seemed to frustrate and wouldn't get many games and it would be a bit of a waste of all our time. But no, he's been excellent. He's he's really dragged us through the season with the injuries we've had and the sort of absentees and players being off form. It's very lucky we've had him to sort of steer us through. He's somehow carried us to a position where we probably will will stay up. And if it weren't for him, I imagine we'll be very, very much looking down the barrel barrel at the moment.
0: Certainly, and I think you say he carried, those. I think that's quite literally what it is. He's a good ball carrier,
1: isn't he? Sure. I, 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 his, his end product has been much better than anything I've seen from him previously. And whoever, whether it be Benitez or, but he likes to take credit for everything that goes well, Benitez. So we'll presume this is his decision because everything else that possibly goes well is also his decision. So, um,
0: So, fair play to Rafa. I don't think we'll be saying that phrase very often in the weeks to come, but one of the other things he did after you did with bring Landross Town, then, then I think he managed to conjure up another brilliant goal to win the game for us as well, which is, you know, the one thing he has got going for him, Town end, I think, because he's, yeah, he, he is technically gifted, but he just doesn't do what he did against Hull regularly enough. I'm
3: um, not the
1: person be asking about Andros, it's Terry, his number one fan who puts a picture of
3: Alan Brazil on Twitter every time he scores. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know why anyone's surprised. You know, it's it's Andros Townsend, isn't it? He's, uh, you know, his five good games a year have have pretty much nearly all run out now, haven't he? Like, he had three more at the beginning and now he's had another one, for. If we, I'll, I said, if he scores, I'd be surprised if he scores another all season unless it's penalties because he's on penalties, isn't he? So, yeah, he came on. If credit to him for getting back fit again um, so quickly. But to be honest, he had a he had a stab at the goal and it's like and it's gone through a paper mache keeper. Like I'm not taking the goal away from him. It was a good goal, but it's like can't really call that like a banger like the one against Burnley. That was unbelievable. It was Burnley, wasn't it?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean,
3: I just think in in general the match. It's just we went. It's the FA Cup. It's not top trumps. You don't just turn up and then your club power level beats the other one. You do people lose to worse teams than them in the FA Cup, but we've gone like there. We, yeah, we, we've we've gone against the team who are nineteenth in the championship. We've looked very even with them and have won the game because we had one more uh, moments of individual quality than they did because our goals, we had the, the grey goal, obviously the, uh, the the Andre Gomez goal and the long distance goal from Eric Townsend. So is that not embarrassing from a manager's point of view that your team looked at an even match with the 19th team in the championship and you were bailed out by individual moments from players? That is dire from the manager. Like, I'm not saying we should have gone there, and all they shouldn't have any possession because we're at Everton and they hold. Like, So, but we should have looked better than them. And the course of a ninety-minute game, they should have been having their moments, but we were controlling the game. Where does it look like they were controlling the game? And we just had our moments, made them count. So, uh, they, I, I'm glad we're in the hat. So, you know, every team who's ever won the FA Cup. Always has that round they talk about where oh that that team gave us a game in that round and we nearly went out and let's be honest we're probably not going to win the FA Cup this year but say we did this would be one of those games like oh we played whole third round and it was difficult but it it's not this oh it's give says breathing room type moments that all the all the press and all the pundits want it to be like oh well he's won a game now what are you all crying about it's fine it it wasn't a good performance. Um, there were some good moments, but there were also some bad moments. I mean, that goal, the first goal we can see, there's just feel like going... It was like not even a minute in, I just felt like going to be arsed and just turning the television off. It was just... Oh, it was just... It's like this... We get. We seem to get... In fact, no, I was, about, I was about to go off on, but he says then, but I'll save it for the next segment. But, yeah, it's just... It's not good, is it? This. This... This renowned defensive um, defensive master of a coach is not he's not uh, got his defending set pieces very well, has he? And he's the same players who were excellent at them under Ancelotti And were terrible under at, at them under Silver. So what's the uh, difference? It's when you have a good manager what's the
1: common denominator.
3: You are sorry. I said what's the common denominator
1: there?
2: the manager
3: I know the common denominator it's the manager it's just when you've got a good manager you can be good at them and when you've got a bad manager you can be bad at them it's not rocket science
0: yeah. so anyway in terms of the game we'll just finish up on the on this game obviously like you say we're in the next round the draw's been done we've got Benford at home uh, What's your take on Benford at home is that a good draw for us I mean being at home is always a big thing I think for us to help us but You can't even be confident about beating Brentford now, can you?
3: If we're not confident going into the game, just pretend you've got a few COVID tests, say they were false positive and get it called off. Just wait till you're ready. Seems to work for other clubs, doesn't it? If we haven't sense, We'll
0: be squeezing the lemon juice on to the lateral flow test as we speak.
3: Honestly, you can't ask for anything other than a home draw and not against one of the... Well, let's face it—the top four clubs in England or top three clubs in England. Um, so, our home against a non-top three club—can't ask for more than that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for now we'll uh, we'll leave it at that for the FA Cup for the time being. We've got a little discussion coming up later on where we'll be discussing Rafa Benitez in more depth. Boom. And welcome to a little discussion where we're going to be looking into what the future holds for Rafa Benitez at Everton. Uh, Obviously, it's not gone well at all so far. Not many people would expect it to go too well, but there's a lot of fan unrest. We need to uh, come to a solution at some point, whether he stays or goes. We're going to have a little discussion on what that means for us now. Obviously, coming off the back of a win, a very narrow win against Hull in the cup and then, of course, looking at the bigger picture in the league, we are only one winning 12 now in the league. So, not good regardless of the fact we've won the last game, whichever way you look at it. So, Terry Owen will come straight to the point. What do we do now with Benitez? Because it looks as though he's going to get back. Like, like Machine, it looks like he's getting in touch with his mates in the media and getting them to back him. So, what more can we do? And as fans, we're doing the best we can to try and do what's best for the club. But, you know, Let Terry go first. Yeah, I think we'll let Terry go first.
3: Well, first of all, Micheli doesn't need to get in touch with mates in the media to back Rafa Benitez up because he's a made man in the press in this country, Benitez, because he gave Liverpool the greatest night in their history. So therefore, they're not going to criticise him for the sake of Everton. They don't give a toss about Everton, so they're certainly not going to criticise one of their blue-eyed Darlings On our behalf They don't really care Yeah Red-eyed Darlings If he don't They don't really care If he was at Another one of their Favourite clubs And we're certainly Not one of them But Yeah When when you say like What's going on But he says Like What do people expect This is what he's
0: Always better been Better than like. this I expected better than this Even though I didn't think he'd be like I Thought it'd be similar well, To what Allardyce did
3: I expected the football And the results And everything else To be better than this I thought he'd you know, he came with the with this sort of um, this sort of selling point of like he was a good organizational manager. He was good defensively, and you can build from there. But well, where that's come from, I don't know because let's be honest, we haven't seen it. And you can't even say, well, it's the players. He can't, you know, he hasn't got the players to do that. Better manager had the, had those players defending well and being good at set pieces. And Carlo Ancelotti. But this is this is but this is just Benitez 101, isn't it? It's just. Benitez doing Benitez things. He's spent his whole career doing what he's doing here at Everton. He goes into clubs and he, he causes trouble. He elbows people out. He's got rid of um, the physio. He's got rid of the director of football. One of the top players has questions his tactics. So he's got to go publicly, singles him out in the media. The only thing that hasn't worked in his favour this time is where he's had the media on his side in most clubs. Um... In the sense of the fans have gone on to into camp Benitez against their own club. He's not going to get that luxury here because of his previous with Liverpool, but let's not make no mistake, the fact that he was a Liverpool manager is not why he's not worked at Ederton. He's had one win in twelve. We haven't won since September. It's now January. We seem to be getting all the bad of Benitez of all his trouble causing behind the scenes, all his, you know, all his his, his shit staring, let's be honest. Getting rid of people, and we're not getting the good, the supposed good things he comes with, which was the defensive side of things. Honestly, he's, he's in 2005, he blagged a Champions League win. Fantastic comeback from Liverpool, great night in their history. Forget that it's Liverpool and we support Everton. You know, like it was a brilliant, brilliant game, brilliant result for the club. Was it anything to do with Benitez, or was it just players getting them through and a fair slice of luck, which you need to win anything? It was nothing to do with Benitez, and then two years later, Steven Gerrard got him an FA Cup, and through through similar means, in the sense of you know an, an outstanding player stepped up in a big game. The rest of his career, he's just blagged his way through other big clubs, and. He's, you know, he had a, you know, he did, he got a cup at Chelsea, fair enough. But he walked into a club that was set up to succeed and was chased within six months. Every other club that he's been at, with with big history and strong ownership, I've sussed them out relatively in relatively short order and chased them. But as he's come into Everton, who have got no strong leadership, no strong ownership, and he's been allowed. To just do whatever he wants for the first time in his career, and he's going to hang on to it for dear life, because this is what he does. This is, you know, he gets rid of players, singles them out. He will do untold damage to this club. And don't get me wrong; it's not like what we had before was was fantastic. But you, if you if you've got the flu, you don't give yourself gonorrhea to get rid of it, do you? You don't give yourself a worse illness. He's the, the man. He's a fraud of a manager. He's absolutely shite and he's showing it now like we're, we're watching him every game and he talks a good game sometimes he talks like well I want the team to do this I want them to be aggressive I want them to be all action football and then the team goes out on the pitch and it's not even remotely like what he's been talking about it's like Martinez all over again I'll say one thing with reality won't, won't match it but people think so they'll just believe it
0: and it's the, it's the same thing I think it's the patronising of the like taking the fan base for idiots but we're not, and we know what we're talking about. So it's like, it's the absolutely. worst thing about it is like, say the media are doubling down on. Of course, you know, the,
3: media, the media wouldn't wouldn't see, wouldn't back this Everton supporters when it was Sam Allardyce. They're certainly not going to do it when it's Benitez. But what but he, he's got this sort of perception of himself, like he's this top manager, mate. He came from China, he did the same job as Steve Bruce at Newcastle and got all the fans on side because you went against Mike Ashley. But you've done the same job as the one who followed you, who apparently couldn't do anything right. Then you went to China because the football project was attractive to you. Mm, I Let me think. Come the back here. Attractive. Yeah. yeah, He's and he's gone into Everton, so he doesn't have to. You know, he can. You know, get a Delta to work if he's on over or what. I don't know. He j- you know he can work close to home. He's an absolute charlatan. Doesn't need uh, a Delta. He, means he
0: knows he, where the bus stops are. He knows that, all the taxi
3: runs. I know, that, that, that press conference he gave before the whole game where he was talking, he was giving it big bollocks about, I, I think I think he was alluding to Luca Dean, talking about personal stats and then he went, I don't want to talk about stats when the team finished 10th. He's in 15th, he just lost the worst derby defeat in 40 years to Liverpool, which by the way, he was probably smiling his head off driving home afterwards, but he's just lost that and he's talking about the running stats. So you do like, and frankly, when we finished 10th, little slide, digger Ancelotti, mate, you won't get 59 points across two seasons. What are you talking <laughs> about? Absolutely. Mate, he's a, he's a washed up manager who we got from China and then but had this sort of reputation or this self-made image, this self-pushed image, that he was this top tier elite manager. And yeah, that's why you were at Newcastle and, the, and Chinese League. He's not. He's he's a nothing. He's a nobody. His entire career has been massively overhyped because he gave, he basically gave Liverpool the greatest night in their history. And as we know, they're one of the two biggest clubs in the country with a lot of people in the media. So he's a made man in the media. They will never ever see him for what he is because they, they they've got a romanticized image of him. He left them in a the state. Liverpool. If you look at the squad that he left there, I'm not saying there wasn't a single good player in it. There was, but the majority was crap. Let's be honest. And then other managers after him. It took a long time To rebuild it He's we When we've got him now And I think he's not going anywhere I think Mashiri, When Ancelotti left Basically just committed Going right We've got three years Till the stadium The squad's old It's expensive And it hasn't done it Let's just back this manager Who's obviously Worked the head on Farad mashiri To Rebuild things He's getting rid of Luca Dean If Ancelotti Has got rid of Dean And replaced him With two, with two t, You know Young fullbacks. You wouldn't question it. And it's not because of the bias. It's because you know that with Benitez, not everything he does is in the club's interest. Sometimes he does things for his own interest, like playing Seamus Colman at left wing back. And you know know that he's fell out with teams. You don't trust that he's doing it for, for proper reasons. It might end up being a good move, but you know that he's got form for making things personal, making things petty. And you just know he's walking around the club doing things like that and he's being back to do it. So he needs to he needs to start delivering on the pitch soon. Otherwise he's good it's his job's gonna be untenable. He's gonna to have to go, whether it's the right thing or not, because he's he's being back to rebuild the club for his new stadium move. But he's got nothing to show for it. He's not doing anything to justify why he's there. Oh, he won a cup for 17 years ago, which top players, you know, basically got for him. Ridiculous.
1: Teddy's saying Rafa Benitez is roller Evans untenable. I just had the picture of Warwick Davis saying to him, Rafa, you're a terrible attempt.
3: <laughs> that that, um, that press conference against uh, for, b- before Hull, <laughs> after that press conference, he probably drove to Dundee and bare feet, the things he was coming out with. So, like I don't want to talk about stats when the team finished 10th, swiping at Carlo Ancelotti, who's literally you don't want to be reminding people of because he did a much better job with these players. And Literally, he went on for about two weeks about running stats when we were losing games.
1: Yeah, yeah. the The thing with Rafa Benitez is, as what I was basically said before, he was appointed that Rafa Benitez is solely in the business of Rafa Benitez and nothing else. He that what we're seeing now at Everton is where he's done in small parts of every club he's been at, but hasn't had the chance to fully like have his own stamp and everything. So he he's always been stopped or he's had someone who just wasn't having them, like in the Mike Ashley, who just would give him the bare minimum because he knows that he'll just spend 12 million on Yoshinori Muto and, and just absolute garbage, like Asgard Lazaro, or whatever his name is, who plays them, just dreadful play. You, you mentioned Martinez before. Evan are, for me watching them it's like watching a paper team all over again just without the ball control it's dreadful honestly it's elementary football the what, what what we play is just there's no there's no there's no I don't think there's a game plan from one week to the next um we set we set up away from uh, against hull with just the most mind-boggling form making to play against the Championship team who you're inviting to put balls in your box against. I mean why would you want to do that? And then we can see it from him. And then the whole form's been terrible and I, th- I think it's the right time to say he shouldn't be the ever manager. I, I, anyone who thinks he should be the ever manager, I'd love them to ex- sit down and explain to me as to, for why. I mean Teddy mentioned something before about Farah Mashiri wanting to get into to the, the stadium and recognising we've got FFP issues and whatnot. Well, that's fine, and I, I agree with the sentiment, but Rafa Benitez isn't the man to do that because he's not going to be given the time or the understanding or has delivered the good so far to suggest he can keep Evan stable in the top half of the Premier League. He, he's, he's, an, he's, he's an absolute fraud, and the his staff are frauds. Is holy fox? He, he's always been an overrated manager for me because, the the stick that Newcastle fans give Brucey for, for the job he did up there was basically the same as what he did, except Bruce had, had to go with the cup, got to a couple of quarterfinals, um, and his recruitment was a lot better. You win, didn't see Bruce spend ten million on Mutu and have to... But then didn't a good rapport with the fans up there, so why he got away with it. But he's always been overrated, I think. Yeah, that even was, when he was in
3: his even when he was in his pomp, which was, he was
1: like
3: you know, he he used to finish fourth every year with one of the clear four be, four best teams in the league who had the four biggest financial powers. This is obviously pre spares pre City, you know, ascendant. But he used to finish fourth every year with Liverpool and Stephen Gerrard basically got him two cups and that was it and he was overrated then he used to get compared to Mourinho who just like laughed at him like he went back then when he was in his pump and he was winning leagues every year and it's just like says has always been overrated because of who he's managed and now he's just washed up he's, he's, he's crap now he, like, how? he's like Calegrini isn't he yeah how could you possibly look at this manager who we brought from the Chinese League. and like, If we brought another manager from the Chinese League, what would we expect any better from them? Like, There's a reason he was there. There's a reason when he left Newcastle to win other clubs in
2: for
1: him. Yeah, I mean, the, the Pellegrini comparison's actually in for program because that's the type of manager I could see having plan plan for next. So just Someone who do you think, I don't know, is experiencing the game. Don't, the problem is, though, is... We, we've had, we had a season last season where I think we overachieved and getting the points we did. I mean, it wasn't reflected in the league position, unfortunately, in the end, but I think we did relatively well with what we had and we've come, we've come down like a set of spots, honestly. It's just... I, I'm, I think our, our, the fact that we're not in the relegations aren't quite interesting because in most of the seasons we probably would be, but fortunately we... We've escaped that so far, but if we continue to lose games, well, we're going to end up in town. <laughs> then, how long do you leave it? It's it, Rafa Benitez, I isn't hasn't got the best interest or everything of it in us. It's his own interest and his own career. That's always that's always guided him, and he's ne- he's never going to change. I think.
3: We need calvert back as quick as possible, not because he'll sort everything out, but if I if I have to watch Rondon for much longer, I'm sure Benitez only brought him in, so he made Benitez look athletic around the training grounds. The fella plays in Timberlands and Jeans, like he's absolutely awful. And, I'm, and, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm petty and I'm going to do it. I literally got a dog's abuse for bringing up on Twitter when we were signing him that he was shite. And now people are booing him when he's coming off the bench because
1: yeah. he is that was the Everton fans, <laughs> boy? Absolutely crap. Just... Everton fans wanted Enna as to play over Lukaku because he was lazy and called Carlo Ancelotti a dinosaur. So they haven't got a tra- great track records. They're doing the same with Luka D. Now Luka D's been terrible for two years apparently. Then you go to these same people's tweet from a year ago. You're tweeting how brilliant Luka team was. It's what Rafa does, isn't he?
3: The same. It's the same thing. It's it's the club's excellent, at it. Lukaku. We would have finished seventh anyway without him. That was the first one. Odriace wasn't good enough on the ball.
1: He past the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um,
3: who was the next one? Uh, Carlo Ancelotti. Like, uh, wasn't good enough. He only finished tenth. James Rodriguez right,
1: doesn't
3: want to be crap. Doesn't want to be here. James Rodriguez, etc. Well, just. Now, Luka Dean's been crap for two years. Like, doesn't matter if a player's leaving, even if he's one of your best players. I'm sure, when Richarlison and Calvert Lewin leave, they'll get it as well. We just seem to turn on anyone who leaves. And I'm not being funny. A lot of these players want to leave, and everyone goes, "Oh, well, Luka Dean wants to leave." And yeah, he does. But he signs a, f- a five-year contract extension in February. Is it Everton he doesn't want to play for, or is it this manager who we all don't? Well, say we all. A lot of us don't want to hear anyway. That's
1: what I mean. If, uh, the, I'll the, be honest. if I was playing for Benitez, I'd want to leave. No, me too. And the pe- people the were well, the, there are a lot of issues with Benitez, but is the way he conducts himself is the number one way with me. I think people like to compare him to um, Sam Allardyce, but Sam Allardyce had the seventh best record in the leagues from the day of his appointment to the end of the season when he was here. Oh, be it. he has a, cu- a couple of hours in the January transfer window which he should never have been allowed to go ahead with but the caveat to that is they all did perform for him so uh, it, the,
0: Benitez is far worse and I just hope he leaves soon uh, We'll finish up here anyway, I'm just going to finish with the poll on you guys you guys watching we did do a poll on Toffee Blues uh, Twitter account today uh Do you think Rafa Benitez should be sacked as Everton manager? 81 percent said yes. There's 19 who want to keep him.
1: Apparently, but oh. they must have pressed the wrong button.
3: Do you know what? I'd love this to get clipped up in like a year and go. Look at these idiots! These have a clue. He sorted his rights out and all that. But it bring your heart to heart. If you if you think that, do you think that's going to happen? Do you think no? He's going Whip us into shape and like this was just a blip at the beginning because, and then I, I also some people, some people will be like, well, we're not going to let him. So it's a material like you know the fans are going to hound him out. Going, do you know what? He he's not going to is he? Like he, he I'd love to be have egg on my face next year, but I'm just not going. But when he was appointed, those, I thought when he was
1: appointed, I thought he would keep us at our level, and it might not be. What you wanted where Evan to be, but he might he might just let all the noise blow over him and keep Evan in a stable position. But he can't do that. And we need to get someone in who can. There's a lot of who you who to get in. We just need someone who can guide us through these tough times of our finances. The oh a bad playing squad and try and keep us in a stable position. And that's all I don't care about. Mm-hmm. The bullshit managers who who, who who like I don't know if want to trick you into into thinking the brilliance and this that and the other, but someone who can just I don't know keep us in a in a position where we're all feeling content for a few years, and then once the the finances start coming back into our favor and we can start buying decent players again, then we can look to do something else. But until then, we just need a bit of. I say, well, stability, why can't Benitez give you stability? Because a new manager hopefully wouldn't sack anyone who he disagrees with for the stars, Starts these fires and starts on with the fans. We just need to get rid of them and get into someone who can calm the place down. And so that every time there's a bad run, the media aren't putting this light on to everything. Everton not doing bad, Everton this. Everton that. Just, just under the radar, stability for a few years, that's all. All I want,
0: All we need, and Benitez is never going to deliver that because he's too. Does much anyone sugar. disagree with that? By the way, do you think we should be
1: chasing the stars when we're all, when we're skint? No, no, I, I, I don't I
0: think, think we should be
3: even when we're not skint. I think yeah. that's what'll keep him. That's what'll keep him in a job. Just the, the situation. I think he's been fully appraised of our situation financially. I think he's been briefed to go. Listen, you're going to have to grit your teeth and bear it fans are gonna kick off when we have bad runs. Don't think the owners anticipated the one winning twelve bad run, but um and listen, you're gonna to have to flip the squads in and so we've got a lot of dead words, a lot of expensive crap. We're gonna to have to let them either walk out the door for nothing or see who you can sell. If you have to sell someone good like Dean, then you know I think I think Benitez is going to stay in post because he's he's obviously accepted that job but I think what our ownership have done have not realised when he's gone yeah yeah I'll accept that he didn't realise he was going to walk in and go right well I need a new physio and the director of football has got to go and things like that I didn't. I don't think he realised he's obviously not going to let them know in a job interview that he's an um, infamous trouble causer who, who like control freak who likes to get rid of people he's ego isn't he he's all ego yeah, they, he'll, have, he'll have said, yeah, I, I understand, I'll, I'll do that sh- that really difficult job. And I think that's why he's going to stay in post, unless we look like we're going to go down. Um, because I don't think other other managers will accept that, where they've got to go, right, well, you've got no money to spend unless you sell one of your good players. And I, th- I think his desire that's to the of that's is the, the is so to in the
1: better. city... You are sorry. Fuck the city, that is the way Bullshit reason to keep a manager because he knows the city—absolute um, nonsense. There has to be people out there who the club can recognize, can come in and do a job without burning the place down. It—it it isn't. It is for a club like Evan it shouldn't be that hard to go under the radar and be stable for a few years. It, it, its just bizarre how we, we can be in this position where we need, where we feel like Rafa Benítez is doing us a favor—one win and twelve. It's just, it's just, it just as far as comes across as it's the I, I the fact that the club think this
0: is as good as it gets really scary. Yeah, I think a, a lot a lot more needs to be said. says obviously, but there's a lot got to be a lot more questions asked of the board and Farhad Machiri and Ken Wright and whatever because of the fact that they're enabling this to happen. It's just it, it, I, it could have been so
3: much different if he'd have walked in the door and said right. I need Ken right out. I need Unsworth out. I've got a statue built of him, but he's walked in and gone, right? Danzanucci's gotta go. And Marcel Brand's going, oh. I'm I'm sure there are people who aren't good enough at the club, but I'm certain it's not the ones he's been getting rid of. I'm certain it's the ones that are still Yeah, so am
1: I. And so am I. It, it's, just, it, it's incredible, really, because the he he's more problems that were already there. There were issues, and don't get me wrong, Carlo. would lose it to the most weeks in his press conferences, but he didn't go about doing it by creating more problems. I
3: told you, if you've got the flu, you don't go and catch committee to try and get
1: rid of it. That's what no, we've done. We, we towards the end of last season, Carlo looked visibly fuming with the whole setup at the place, and obviously chose to leave. But so we knew what the situation was then. We, the financial landscape the way the club's been run. We knew all of it. But it's like he's coming. and thought, I'm just going to create a few more problems just just for the fun of it. Because some of these issues that people are talking about now aren't issues that were there before. And that's what makes it more than more fury. We're (laughs) we're going backwards. He's, He's getting rid of all our creative players, but I'm going to be kind, cloggers. That's what they are. If I take Gray away, they're just bang average footballers.
3: Yeah. And I said to that. what 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 would a what would a Liverpool fan, which is what he is, let's be honest, what would a Liverpool fan's idea of Everton be? And then now put him in a position where he's the manager of the club and gone, right? James Rodriguez, Luca Dean, you two can get out. More Townsends, more um, Rondons and people like that. Let's get more of them in. Like, all right, mm and Patterson, everyone's made up with them because they look better on paper because they're young, but I was like you don't know if they're quality yet. Like I'm
1: not that's, a team not kick a ball in anger, honestly. So I'm not gonna no, say no, I'm, not,
3: I'm, not, I'm not saying anything about them, but I'm saying if you're if you were a Liverpool fan and you walked in to Everton and you go, Well, Everton don't really have quality players, they just are. like that's a Liverpool fan's vision of Everton. They're just the dogs are well, they don't have any quality. Let's get rid of Dean and Hammers and put Townsend and, and John Joe Shelby in and and on and shitheads like that. It's like they, so it's easy to believe. That he's walked in and gone right. I'm going to cement my Liverpool legend status by taking these dickheads down. Now, hopefully, hopefully in a year's time, he's sorted the whole club out and we're actually much healthier. And gone look at these these dickheads a year ago didn't have a clue. He thought that <laughs> he was the I mean, He was the he was the he was not the crap. The he was the cure, not the illness. But we'll see. I don't. I don't anticipate it. But very much remains to be seen. But we'll there's finish. Nothing left saves him.
1: Is that I was talking about the solution. I, I don't know who would replace him. But did, we can throw a million names. I, whoever did want to come and wear here,
0: that, that doesn't look likely. Yeah. Well, I think for now, obviously, that's for another day, that discussion. We'll finish this one up. Welcome to the transfer reaction with myself and Connor. We're going to be reacting to the news that Luca Dean has left Everton to go to Aston Villa in what looks like a 25 million pound deal, 27 million euro deal. Uh, mixed reviews um, and no shortage of uh, talking points with regards to this one. Uh, a lot of things have been said. Uh, I'm joined by Connor. Like I say, we're going to get straight through all the nitty gritty of today's transfer news. Uh, what's your take on Luca Dean going, Connor?
4: Um, uh, I'm not happy about it, but then like, I've been reading uh, people and, like you said, it seems to have split the fan base again, uh, another element of doing that. Um, and I can get what the other side is saying, you know, he's 29, coming on 30, 25 million. Is it, I don't think it's the price we'd all like to have when you're selling our, our like, best left back at the club. Uh, and the only one we've got now is the Ukrainian um, Mikolenko, who's unproven in the league. Um, but I think for 25 million, it's not a bad price. I think it's more the way – I still think he's got a lot to offer us is one negative for me. And I think it's the way he's left as well. And the fallout, not just with Benitez, but the fallout today, his comments, the club's lack of comments towards him. And it all just seems to be a bit bitter and a bit of a sour note for me, which is quite a shame. But I also think he's still got something to give. And I think going to Villa, he's going to give that there. Um, I actually think he could do quite well at Villa. And um, worryingly enough, I'd say they're more our direct rivals in terms of, you know, they're going to be fighting best of the rest, trying to nick that European, you know, that Europa conference space. Not that we're anywhere near going to get that this year, but they're one of those teams that, you know, are trying to progress in the same way we are and trying to break into that European spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you say, I think it's going to be a long time before we qualify for Europe again, to be honest, at the rate the club's being run. Um, and obviously, I think Luke Dean touched on the absolute sex of the club. I think he made a few comments in his farewell message that I've raised a few eyebrows, a couple of different things. Yeah. I think, obviously, caught the eye. He said, among many things, uh, he said, there are so many decent and good people in, around Everton who want best for this club and not only for themselves. And I think, you know, who he's referring to there. I think there's, it takes to say, the one who holds the most power is a raging narcissist. And um, no one else's views really matter. And obviously, Lucasine's spoken out and this is what happens. Uh, a few other things. Sometimes it only takes one person from outside to destroy a beautiful love affair. And there's been a lot of uh, discussion on that particular line, hasn't there, uh, today? And uh, What's your take yeah, on those words?
4: Po- it's very poetic, isn't it? It's very... Um... It's a very poetic thing. I was reading it uh, yesterday when he put it out, and that's the first thing I thought. I know people say, you know, French is the language of love and stuff, but it was a very poetic thing to put out. Um, and I think it got a lot of fans as well, because I think we're all very much aware of who he's talking about. Um, and and the comment seems to have, like, caught one side of the fan base on the heartstrings, and then the other side on the more cynical, you know, if it's, I think Simon Jordan said it on TalkSport, I saw somebody uh, retweet it the other day, de- uh, this morning. About he was saying if you're in a love affair, you know, you fight, you don't go away. He signed a new contract, he could have, you know, stayed and fight. So I don't know how he's gonna fight against the manager when the manager's the boss. And the manager
0: um, he was... decides who plays, he doesn't pick him.
4: Exactly. Right. And he's gonna play Seamus Coleman out of spite at left wing back to avoid playing him. So I don't know, I don't know why Simon Jordan's what Simon Jordan's chatting about there. But I, I think it's just I think like that just adds to the shame. I don't think he wants, I mean, I don't know it. Don't know him, and that's what people are going to say. But like, I don't think he wanted to leave desperately. I don't think he was pushing for it. Um, Aston Villa don't have European football either, so it's not like he's pushing, you know, to go to a big club, Champions League football. No offense to Villa, but they're not they're not a big club, you know. Somewhere like well, like Chelsea when he was first thing with Chelsea at the start, that I would have been like, I'd have understood if he was pushing for that. And there are rumors he was pushing for a move since Carlo Angelotti left again. don't know why those rumours are appearing i don't know if that's fan speculation but i don't know why he would uh unless it was a chelsea or uh city or you know a european club or a different league european club i don't see why he would i don't think if he was doing that i don't think his heart was set on oh yeah i'm gonna push out a leave because i want to go to aston villa i highly highly doubt that bearing in mind that the start there i've had dean smith and it was looking a bit rocky um yeah i just think it's a real shame i think it's um It's a very romantic esque thing to say, but um, I think it puts a lot of onus on who the problem is for him. Um, But then, like Bernard had commented on it, giving his two pence, uh, and Bernard had left before Rafa Benitez, and I I have a feeling Bernard's uh, dig was aimed a lot higher up, Uh, possibly. Uh, But to be honest, I think what I find interesting about like you're saying it's
0: quite poetic. I think it's poetic in the sense that Lucas Dean's talking about himself, but. You could easily say that about ourselves as supporters, and how our love for the club's been destroyed by his presence as manager and what he's done. And not not just him; there's other personnel as well, but especially the damage he's done in terms of driving fans away from public love.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, it's I think that's why it's hit home with so many fans. Not just the fact that like. And I don't think it is that everybody that agreed with it or liked the statement is a you know a massive Luca Dean fan. I think it's more they've it's hit home because it sort of resonated with them. They've gone, yeah. Like I've seen lots of people on Twitter in the comment section when we do videos. A couple of people that you know we speak on the channel have said it. It's a really tough season to feel connected with the club at the minute. Um, partly because of who the manager is. Don't get me wrong, but partly because of how they set up. It, the, the um just ego and the arrogance to not change it and the stubbornness as well. Um the performances and we've had all the fallout as well. You can see that inside the club there's a massive fallout going on. Or there was, you know, brands leaving uh, and a couple of the players the head of medical leaving. Uh, and I think the fans are starting to feel a bit a bit worn out by all of this. Don't and also like the summer was tough to take as it was. Angelotti leaving was always you know a tough one to take. But from like that point onwards I think fans have just—I don't know—just tired. I think is the best word to describe it. Not, I wouldn't say fell out of love because I think with the right man and the right attitude in the team, the love would come back like that. I think just tired of mediocrity, uh, and this this goes way before Benitez. Don't get me wrong, but like, and goes a lot higher. But he's the worst person you could have put in charge if you were going to try and change the fans. I think he was just another nail in the coffin.
0: Uh, it definitely is. I think. I've never. I think I agree when you were saying before. I've never felt less connected to the club. I've never felt less interested. I've never feel. And I've, I couldn't be less bothered at the moment. To be honest, it's it's painful. It's like yeah, it's, and that and, that, it's, and, so and it's it's. I mean, it was. I think it's been tough with any manager after the way Ancelotti left, like you say, but for it to be him and for him to be ruining the club, to be driving. Decent people away and you know, inflicting his own poison on the club, I think, is it's just it's even more heartbreaking than it already was. I think it's like it's terrible. And the fact is that there's an owner, the owner's right behind them all the way and letting him destroy the club. And he's letting you know, we'll get on this in the next segment. Like, um, he, he's literally. Everything he's doing, even if he thinks he does, he's not got the club's best interest to half the owner as well as the manager. You know, when Luca Dean says, care about the club and not themselves, he could easily be talking about Machiri as well as Benita's there. And, you know, we will get on to that anyway. I mean, we'll discuss the transfer itself. Luca Dean going to Villas, like you say, it strengthened the direct rival and weakened ourselves, which is disastrous in itself. but in terms of financial gain, you know, 25 million in, we've spent, what, 16, 17 on Nikolenko, and then 10, 11 on Patterson. So, we're probably about 2 million down and brought in two for the price of one. So, you know, it's, it's not, not the worst transfer business and it might, in the long run, prove to be good. You know, telling a 28, 29-year-old and replacing them with a 22-year-old is always, you know, a sign of like, Sign of a better sort of transfer strategy. That's for sure, and the only shoot of hope that I can take from any of this, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I think I think it is good transfer business if it's took. You strip it down to just the transfer business, but the fallout and what you mentioned before sort of undermines that a little bit.
4: Yeah, I agree. And like the two young lads, like you said, it sort of covers their costs already, bar bar the two million loss. Although I, I must admit like and uh, that is like I'd rather us do transfers like that where the younger lads and you know some of the players we're linked with uh, when I do the news videos uh you know I, I'm quite glad we didn't go for Coutinho some people might like, disagree I'm quite glad we avoided that I think yeah glad
0: Glass same
4: yeah he's one bad tackle away in the Premier League or one bad turn to his knee going again and there's half a season gone. Um, and then we're linked with like some other players, like you know, in the past we've been linked with the likes of Jacko. They're like thirty-one year olds. Aaron Ramsey, he doesn't seem to be going away. with hate for us to sign in. I think that would be an awful sign-in. Um, so at least we're going for younger players. With you know, even if they don't end up being very good, you'd sort of hope we could try and recoup some of the money back. You know, they're not going to be it's like a Fabian Delph or Tosin's but a better example who's going to sit his contract out at the club and go in the summer or I hope he goes in the summer. If he gets a new contract, I'll be amazed. Uh, And his agent will have done wonders to get him a new contract with the club. But at least, you know, you hope they're not going to do that because they're so young. I can't see them being here 10 years uh, if they're not very good. And the only thing I will say about it is though, is like it's a hindsight type thing. Like you can say selling Luca Dean and getting two, you know, young fullbacks is great business, but you can only judge that in like five years time or three or like, you know, once they've played sort of thing. You don't, you don't know that for sure. They could end up being not very good uh, and you could be like, why on earth did we sign these lads? They're not very good. In the flip side, they could they could be absolute world beaters and you could be like, what a brilliant investment. I think sort of looking at it in that way, you've got to sort of wait a little bit.
0: Yeah, I think it'll only be as good as the two players we've signed turn out to be. And obviously, that remains to be seen. We haven't really seen it ninety minutes of me well, 120 minutes of Mikhailenko and not in the of Patterson. So we're not we're not to know. And only time will tell with that. But in terms of Luca D obviously going and the transfer. Um
2: uh, it's it's one of those that it's 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 a tough one. I think it's it's it's
0: a difficult one because he has he has been a good servant for Everton, I think there's been a lot going around saying he hasn't been good for 18 months. That's a load of cods, wallop. He hasn't been good for six months. Um, and That's because he's been stifled by the tactics. And that was, I don't doubt that's probably what he spoke up about, um, that it was hindering his own output. But uh, anyone who's saying he hasn't been good for 18 months, particularly the first half of last season, he was incredible. And the years that went before, so then, you know, He is a very, very good player and I'm devastated to lose him. But obviously we've got some money and we've reinvested the money. Um, Hopefully, you know, we've got two positions sorted for the price of one there. So hopefully, you know, that's a a nice start to a rebuild. But I think it's the issue again. It all boils down to Rafa Benitez, doesn't it? uh, Even though the signings look decent on paper, it's just not easy to have faith in him. And if these are his signs, it's hard to believe in them.
4: Yeah, they're only going to be as good as the system they're playing in. Um, And I agree with what you mean about the Luca Dean thing. I I think he has been a good player. His stats have come out now since he's left. Um, I think it's only Trent who's managed to season on season produce more chances created. Um, And then the defensive stats were coming out yesterday. And he's actually very, very competent as well in defence. and in mind, I've seen some people make out that he's, you know, one of the worst defenders in the world. He's actually quite competent there. Um, so I'm not too sure why. That, I, the other one is, though, I think a lot of people go, and I've seen it already since we sold him, he's not Leighton Baines. Uh, and I personally hate when, when we do that, when we go, he's not, you know, Leighton Baines, because Dominic Calvert-Lewin yet is yet to be seen, but he's not Lukaku, he's not Dixie Dean. Does that mean we should just get rid of him then? Because he's not as good as what we had at one point. I don't think anyone was sort of expecting him to be as good as Leighton Baines, but he was still a very good left back. I I think it's so dangerous to judge players. Like, we could do it now with Mikalenko. We could go, well, he's not going to be Leighton Baines. What's the point? It's such a dangerous mentality to have when when you're getting rid of players by going or judging players by going, oh, they're not as good as something we had. Because, you know, players aren't carbon copies of one another. You're not going to get another Leighton Baines and you're not going to get another Lionel Messi, for example. You know what I mean? You can't. Can't do it by that sort of tally.
0: Exactly. I think
4: it's it's
0: one of those. I think we just got to wait and see how those players pans out. The different types of players, you hopefully will get different types of success out of them. But uh, look at Dean in, in terms of his service to the club. We can't argue with it, and it's going to be a loss to us to not have him here. But I think we we just got to sort of get on with it now. I think it's it's not. I mean, if it I think fans are hating about like obviously like some of the things he said and I think the rights are hurt I think they should be angry about it uh, but in terms of Luca Dean you now obviously he's left and we move on in terms of the personnel in the team and that's fine like we've always done that as fans I think it's more we just need to continue to speak up about the issues that are going on at the club because you know it's just it isn't good enough and it's it's us as fans who suffer the most and you know Luca Dean's message, I think, speaks volumes there. I think I, I very much agree with him. And, you know, it's easy to make everything about the manager, but the manager is causing a lot of these problems and he needs to go.
4: Yeah, yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. I mean, the way it's been ran, um in the last like five years has been awful. But uh, like I said, like, this is just um when everything's going wrong he's picked the worst man in my opinion to try and bring us out of it um and obviously like i said the summer was a really rough point and the fact that he's looked down a list and i the rumors you know the the managers link there were some good ones there were some not so good ones last summer it was a bit tough um in terms of there weren't many great managers free or you know sort of managers that were achievable that were free Um, there were some good ones that were being mentioned but not you know But he's picked one of the worst ones if you want to get the club out of a rut, because he's gonna he divided the fan base straight from the off. Uh, There were bedsheets outside Goodison Park, straight from the off. They should have been clear telltale signs that it wasn't going to go well. Since then, the first two games, I thought he didn't win people over, but the team was sort of winning people over. And then since then, it's you know I think it's what twelve league games without without in two with two wins is it or something something like that now.
0: Two wins since September.
4: That's I mean, that would get any other manager, not, not just Rafa Benitez at Everton, take the emotion or you know the history out of it. That would get any other Premier League manager sacked. That that would see Silver off. That would have seen Kuman off. I think they were sore off for less. He, he
0: was sore off for less.
4: Yeah, that would see any other manager out of any other Premier League club, and not just that the way we play as well. It, uh, you know, if we played nice football. And say now all 12 games, we were battering them on the stats and someone went, oh, you were just unlucky in all 12, which is highly unrealistic. You could then sort of make his case, but the football's been that dire as well, um, which makes me think the owner doesn't watch our games because there's no way you can watch it. See the two in 12 and go, no, this is definitely the right plan. You know, any other club would have seen the football, seen the results and gone, no, this needs to be changed and it needs to be changed quickly before we get into a mess. Hmm. And on that, we look note, like we're gonna... on that note, I think that's where Luca Dean obviously has
0: a. I think he is a model professional, Luca Dean. I think he's spoken up about that, and he's been shot down and sold because of that, because he wants a better.
4: Yeah, which is tough because like like people can say you know oh, he shouldn't. Have. He literally said what well, all all the fans for the last twelve games you know have been saying it. We want better. We want a better style instead of just lobbing the ball, you know, going out to the wings, passing it to grey opening he'll do something, or just lobbing the ball high up to either Calvert-Lewin when he was fit um, or when he's he's not fit, lobbing it up to Rondon um, and just hoping, you know, it's a bit hit and hope, but it's not even effective, direct hit and hope. It's literally just kick the ball, the other team beat Rondon in the air because surprisingly he's not that, I don't think he's, that, he's not that tall. I don't think he's that brilliant in the air either, really. Uh, and the ball comes straight back down to the R end. It's it's football without a plan. I always think like, so there's, there's no plan B. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Uh, and that really does cause a struggle. Um, I also don't think the two men in midfield is working very well. And obviously, you know, Decore did do an article with the Echo and has since done an article with the club saying that uh, he does think the two work now, coincidentally. But uh, I just don't think the two in midfield work very well either together. Uh, I think it just leaves us way too exposed.
0: Honestly, it's a it's just it's a tough one. But obviously, Lucas Dean's paid the price for that, and he's gone. But we'll finish up on the Lucas segments segments anyway. Do another transfer reaction where myself and Connor are now reacting to the news that Anwar El Ghazi has gone in the opposite direction of Luca Dean and has joined Everton from Aston Villa on a loan till the end of the season. Uh, this was announced very late in the day, um, about, about five o'clock, so not long before we recorded this. Uh, yeah, so it's an interesting. Obviously, Luca Dean leaves and Anwar El comes in to join a plethora of wingers that we've got now. And I mean, there was a point where we had none under Ronald Koeman a couple of years ago. Now we can't get enough of
4: them. Uh, Connor, what's your take on bringing El in on loan? I'm glad it's on loan. Um, I mean, I think one of the major reasons that I feel a little bit, um, not negative, but a bit about it, is the rumours coming uh, from it and the, the wider connotations of the rumours... Uh, a.k.a. apparently Benitez wasn't keen on the player and this is more of a uh, an owner's buy, again. Uh, and those connotations, which I, we probably will get into, I, they're the ones that I have the major if with. Um, in terms of him as a player, I think he's just OK. I think he's OK. Uh, apparently, he can play across the front three, though, so maybe we'll see him in the number 10 role as that is somewhere where we are really lacking and where I thought we'd go to sign in more than the wingers. Um I'm glad it's on loan because if he just stays as an okay player, doesn't kick on, we can just send him back as opposed to if we bought him and be stuck with a player that we don't really think is very good. Um, I'm trying to hold out judgment as much as I can because I don't want to, you know, write the player off before he's played. Um, so I'm trying to hold judgment in that aspect. And like I, the fella seems really nice. His new his new number is, to, um, is in respect to um, Nuri, who, you know, had that... Uh, cardiac arrest a couple of years ago which is a nice touch um, I think the only problem with it is and the, the if I have is that he's just an okay player uh, but he's on loan so it doesn't matter but it's the connotations behind it of why he's here because um, if it's true the manager doesn't want him that's a big problem yeah,
0: We discussed this a little bit in the Dean segment before but I was saving it particularly for this one as um, you're we saying like the manager is getting a lot of helpers you know from and rightly so I think from Luca Dean's comments and whatnot. But Luke Dean, when he's saying about people saving themselves rather than the club, it could easily be far at that he's talking about because Mashiri's gone completely against the will of even the manager who he keeps backing against the majority of the fan base. But he's gone against even that manager to save his own self interest by, you know. Basically bowing to Kia Jirabchan again and helping him seal a deal that'll obviously pocket him a lot of money and you know it 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 is it's just it stinks. The whole operation stinks. And you know, I'm more El Ghazi, it's not his fault, and he might turn out to be a decent player for us, but that whole operation, this is that has probably seen this low move come about, is disgraceful and you know, when know Dean says about like people saving themselves maybe over the club, I think Farah Machiri is equally guilty of that. Um, certainly, he and Chan sticking his nose into the club's business and Machiri for allowing that is disgraceful.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm sort of glad that um, it's sort of obviously. The fella blows my mind because he's, he's obviously invested a lot of money and the new stadium's coming in. And like In one aspect, you should be like, you know, be grateful we've got a new stadium and sort of feeling around it and he's put a lot of money in. But the problem is the lot of money's done no good because we're in the mess we're in now with 500 million investment. The new stadium is fantastic, obviously, and, uh, you know, there's no criticism on that end. But the actual management of the football club, Jamie Carragher's said it, uh, Simon Jordan has said it before. Um, he might be a good businessman but he doesn't know about how to run football and run a football club Jamie Carragher said he knows nothing about it on sky and he's right he doesn't Um this if if, if this is true that you know Benitez has said I don't want El Ghazi and he's gone and listened to his super agent friend uh, and then got him regardless it, it's got a waff of a woe about it as well and a against toasting about it um, and and I, I just don't understand it I mean i at this point, in the streamline might as well just put him down as owner and director of football if he's going to do this. Um, I, I also, it blows my mind because I, I don't think, I can't 100% speak for this, but I have this feeling he doesn't watch our games. I think he looks at the results, but I don't think he sits there and watches everything. he might watch the big games, I don't think he watches the Everton Norwiches of the world, the Everton Halls of the world, and that's the, you know, finals, semifinals just because I don't know why he would buy players that don't suit the system. I don't think a suited the system when he was bought in.
0: I don't, I don't think, think he'd I... be buying the rubbish players he's buying if he had to watch it.
4: Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think he'd he I think if he was watching it, he'd watch a and go and I this is no I don't want to go in on a because obviously, you know, he gets a horrid times it is, but he'd watch it and go, right, I don't think I know enough to be a scout. Or a director of football so maybe I should leave it to the men in charge that I hire I pay money to to do that you know the club's got scouts that he pays what What are you paying them for if you're going to go out your way to do it yourself um, and it's it's just the idea as well that his mate who's the agent um, he doesn't have the club's best interest at heart I as good as they might be friends I don't think he has Mashiri's interest at heart agents only have their own interest at heart i don't even think sometimes they have the best in their clients i think they have the best in their own interests and the money they of make off field. so why are we listening to a man who's in the business for himself when you've got people you actually pay for their expert opinions it'd be like having a financial advisor or a stocks and shares advisor and then you're going ah oh, but i like the name of that stock so i'm gonna whack all my money on that instead like what would be the point in hiring an expert then it's just ridiculous
0: and Let's be honest, it's, it's the issue, is that, you know, yeah, he might deliver a good, huge stadium, but what's the point when they're playing rubbish football and they're full of absolute fraud players who are probably only there because the key are Rabshan's clients?
4: Exactly, and it, it puts such a dangerous um, sort of, like... It just, it, if he's going to do this, it's going to put everyone off coming in terms of managers. Because managers, some managers like working with directors of football, some don't. I don't think many managers are going to like working for a director of football, an agent, and Farhad Mashiri, as well as the manager himself, in terms of building his own squad. Not many managers are going to look at that situation and go, oh, yeah, you know, I'll come do that, unless Farhad Mashiri is going to offer them a lot of money. Um, and like, I, I The problem is that with him is I don't want him to be, um, you know, I'm not saying he has to come every game. I'm not saying he has to do a Bill Kenwright and sit there through every match, uh, you know, and and put a motion on or anything like that. If he doesn't want to and he wants to sit on his yacht, I'm fine with that. That's no problem with me. And he just puts money in and he doesn't get seen. Maybe he comes at an FA Cup final if we ever get there. That's fine. But like, but if you're gonna do that. And you're not going to be in England for four years, even though you own a football club. Then don't get involved with the transfer dealings as well. You can't pick and you know pick and choose. Uh, and I know people go it's his money, so it's his prerogative. But like,
0: it's so our football
4: problem. club. Yeah, it's our it's our club. Yeah, We're the ones that have to watch it. And there's pan, there's fans that pay. You know, hardworking fans who don't have that type of money that pay their season tickets year on year. They're going up as well, and um, and they've they've got to watch it. It's just it's, watch it. it's mental.
0: It's ridiculous. And you know that the the in the with that in mind, I think the board needs to be very careful, and machine needs to be careful because fans are gonna st- I don't know there's a waiting list, but fans are gonna start dropping the season tickets very quickly if it carries on like this.
4: I think that's what he's banking on. I said this to my dad because he him and my stepmother season ticket holders. and. He's going to bank on the fact you wouldn't drop your ticket because you might, you know, the waiting list, you might want to get into Bramley more. So that's why he's raised the price. I'm certain he's raised the price, even though the football's not been good enough to suggest you raising the price of the tickets because he's banking on, well, you're not going to cancel your ticket because you won't get into Bramley more then, and then you'll really regret it. So he sort of has sort of a vice at the minute. But like you said, uh, if we get there and the football's still the same, or even then after a certain point, fans are going to start looking and going, well, I don't think it's worth it. I'll take the risk and just, you know, assume when we get there... An novelty will wear
0: off. We'll go into the new stadium. After a couple of years, you'll have sat in this new stadium a couple of times and then they'll be like, the "Football's still rubbish. You're not going to want to go back. You've gone. they done that. Exactly. And the fact don't, that it's... will not want to go back.
4: And it's a mega state, you know, it's more seats. It's meant to be a bit of a mega complex. It's going to cost a lot of money. You're going to need as many fans as you can in that, in that stadium to... You know, sort of take the damage of the cost away. You know, it's going to be an it's investment. And it's not a very good investment if you don't have fans sitting in it, paying to go to it.
0: Well, precisely, but for the fans to want to constantly go and sit in it in the long term, you're gonna to have to have a good football team on that pitch. And you've yeah. got to get gotta realise if he wants a cohesive team. He's got to have a cohesive transfer strategy that he keeps his nose out of.
4: Yeah, and a team that the fans can connect with. And, you know, there, there were, there's been some. Like, uh, it was the Benitez, obviously, like when he hired when he Benitez, he made a claim, you know, I've listened to fans before, type esque dig. That's not going to do you any favours. And then the fact that at the minute, other than rumours coming from journalists and Jim White, there is no communication. And I'm not saying the fans you know, should know every dirty detail you know, and how much secretaries are getting paid and all that. But there needs to be some communication. Um, Jim White shouldn't be Everton's you know, responding. That's not how we should be hearing news of the club through Jim White on TalkSport or from the owner. We've got a media team at Everton um, who I imagine do an all right job. Why aren't you going through the club's channels?
0: Why are you undermining you- your staff?
4: Exactly, and also some fans just might not want talk sport You're then making them have to listen to a channel that they might not want to listen to. Um, it's madness. I mean, yeah, it's it's crazy that it's you know Jim White is his mouthpiece when he has the sort of resources at the club.
0: Yeah, I and mean, it's it's the whole thing about the way he runs the club It's farcical. Cool. And I mean, we shouldn't take that away from like El Ghazi. He's probably you know he's a decent enough player. He's not. A whale world beater, but he scores against us a couple of times. <laughs> um, so,
4: you're you know, out into this, right?
0: That's the, this is the Josh, it's just Josh King, Mark 2 isn't it, really?
4: Yeah, I, I do hope he scores against Villa. You know, everyone's been saying about Luca Dean scoring. I do hope it's the other way around for a change.
0: No, oh, fingers crossed. I mean, God forbid, the things I'm saying, there's enough narratives about this game to you know, last a lifetime. Gerard coming up against us, Dean coming up against us know coming up against us when we nearly went after him. You know, El-Garzi going, El Ghazi El- up against them. And then, then someone else mentions um, half the, well, I say half, probably more than half the fan base against the Everton manager.
4: It's 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 got a weird, weird atmosphere, hasn't it? Both, you know, Liverpool legends in the dugouts as well. It's just, it's very surreal. It's got no it's business always- having
0: any of that at Cuddleton, have you?
4: No, if you told me this about a year ago, I'd have been like, ah, oh, shut up. As a, you know,
0: There's a spew me guts up, and I don't know why I have, haven't so far this season. It's like, it is ridiculous. Well, do you know what? The issue I have with Benitez isn't even like to do with his connections to Liverpool. You know, We've had ex-Liverpool players and stuff in the past, and they've done a good job. The fact is, it's, he's, he's a raging narcissist who only cares about himself and doesn't put that before the club. And the same could be said for Farad Macidi as well, I think. He's put on his own interests before the club as well. Like at one point, yeah, I mean, he, we've got to get these
4: people out of the club and put people in place who genuinely give one. And that's not been I, I, mean, I, I don't know what his interests are in terms of Machiri because the club, you know, isn't isn't doing wonderfully well. You know, the team aren't competing for where I imagine he'd want us to be competing. So I don't I don't know I, I I think it's just a it's a shiny thing sort of I do have that sort of feeling that it's a shiny toy esque thing because the club's nowhere near achieving what he surely he wants to achieve and it's definitely not bringing in the money that he's pushed into it, um so he's he's working on losses anyway,
0: <clears throat>
4: but yeah I mean and the other thing with Benitez like that, that I agree you. it wasn't the Liverpool links I thought I remember saying when we signed him I was like. Uh, it's not that it's. I think football's passed him by. You know, definitely. Yeah. Looks on. Uh, it looks it like I am out of that well. right. And um, and it's the fact that like people are saying, you know, he's he's calling the club, he's getting rid of players, but he, he's not getting rid of the players that we're all we've all for the last you know two years said to, we need to get rid of. He's not getting rid of you know the Tosons whose careers at Everton are, un- are unfortunately up. Uh, the Fabian Delft's his career's at Everton's up. Mason Holgate, I think his career at Everton's up. He's not getting rid of players that fans have been saying for the last three years need to go. He's getting rid of players where the fans have actually been like, oh, he's one of our better players. Yeah. You know, or I he's getting rid of staff that we we didn't have an issue with till now.
0: I think I think a lot I think he's probably took advantage. We've had a lot of bad luck with injuries and it feels like he's pinned the blame on Donaghy in that respect.
4: Yeah, and since then, he's we've had you know just as much injuries, some COVID, which is you know completely irrelevant. But you can't help that. Um, but then we've had Mina coming back way too early, and that again was because he didn't want to play Luca Dean. Uh, and you had Townsend the other day saying that he took it on his he took a shot on his weaker foot, and the and they were he was asked why, and he was like, "Because my strong foot's not fully recovered yet." What are you doing playing football? If you can't take a shot on your strongest foot, you probably shouldn't be playing. That should be one of those clear signs. A bit like if you're going to limp when you run, you shouldn't be playing. If you can't shoot the ball with your strong foot, you probably shouldn't be on there. And if he had shot it and redamaged his foot, could you imagine the outcry then? It would have been a Yerry Mina again, rushed back too soon. Townsend would probably be out then for like three months. Yeah, it's a, a whole thing
0: to say. I mean, it's good to have El Ghazi in for that purpose alone, just more injury cover, because the way we're going, it's inevitable to be more.
4: Yeah, and I, like I said, if if he can play across the front, I, I think that's even more useful. We definitely needed a 10. Um, the window's still open, so maybe we'll get a 10. Uh, we definitely needed one if he's going to stay with the, the formation he's putting out. Um, if El Ghazi can do that, even better. But I do agree, I think we're going to have a couple more injuries. Um, so I guess that's that's one more. If you can play on the left, that's even better. He just covers the front three, but it's not the signing I personally would have. Well, it's not a signing that sort of, apparently Benitez would have made, but it's not the one I personally would have made. I think there's more important parts of that squad that need you know thickening out.
0: Absolutely. But well, he's here, and in terms, of, I think you can like provide us with something different. Um, not that that's saying much, I mean, I think some of the players we have here are terrible, but um, he's definitely, like, got some ability and he'll probably be able to contribute something. Um, he's not a world beater, like I say, but I, I still think he's he can add something to the team and I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's here. It's just a shame about the reason why.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'll be happy as long as he runs. If he's a bit of a workhorse, I'll be perfectly happy with that. If he looks like he cares... That'll be the best thing for him because he'll win fans over in a heartbeat. And he's, all, you know, not that he's not he needs to win fans over. Fans the are, are, majority are backing him. They they realise the situation behind it stinks, but that's not his fault, like you've said. And um, but if he works his socks off, he'll get a lot of people on his side very quickly. The work, like you know, that's the best thing you could do. The worst thing we'd want to see him do is walking around, you know, looking unbothered and unfazed. So as long as he's got a bit of a workhorse mentality, I think he'll do okay. Yeah, i don't i don't doubt that we'll see something from him but
0: I think obviously it's it's more I think it'll probably be a bit more like it'd probably come across as a very good sign and if it weren't for the circumstances and obviously a better player leaving and the whole furore over the club anyway so you know I think I'm still happy that he's here and you know hopefully it will turn out all right but um yeah hopefully and hopefully, it's, hopefully it's not the end of our transfer business, maybe another loan or something could happen between now and the end of the window, so fingers crossed.
4: Yeah, I, 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 the fact that it's a loan deal has really you know, really made me quite happy about it because there's literally no risks, really. We just send them back if it's not worked out. Uh, I do hope we get a couple more loans uh, in the window. Um, I, I think it's possible. There's a, you know, there's a couple of players this year that are supposedly up for grabs. It's avoiding the certain ones that we're linked with is my biggest worry. Um, I think the other thing that uh, irked me about El Ghazi, which I'm glad it's alone, is the money that we were going to originally spend was about 10 million less than what we sold Dean for. Um, and you and you've just we've watched David Neres go to Shakhtar. That would be the only thing that really wound me up if we'd spent 15 million on him, is is that David Neres, a younger player got a higher sell value had gone to Shakatar for around about the same, if not slightly less. Uh, I think from the last time I, I I saw it, it was around that 15 million mark he went to Shakatar for. So that would have been the only other thing if it was, if it wasn't a loan that would have, you know, wound me up a little bit. And um, just because Neres has been a target of ours for like the last couple of years as well and the summer.
0: Well, yeah, I think, like I say, I think I'm happy he's here. El Ghazi. It's just I hope he's not the last signing of this window. Um, no, anyway, guys. Come so. on, let's try go, on. go, on. Sorry, go
4: on, mate. Oh, no, I was just gonna say I, I also hope so as well, mate. And more loans, to be fair, because they're they're pretty much lower you know, risk. Yeah, which is because what I'm, we needed. Everton ever
0: risk don't go at the moment.
4: And at low risk. No throwing money up the wall. That'd be the best way forward it for us.
0: Definitely. Uh, anyway, we'll finish it up there. And welcome to the match preview for Norwich versus Everton coming up on Saturday. It's three o'clock kickoff. off we've had for quite a while. I think this is going to be... Um, Feels like a long time since we've been able to say Saturday at three o'clock. Um, I'm joined by Connor. We're going into this game, obviously, we're only one win in 12 in the Premier League. I, you'd say the ideal opposition, but it really isn't, is it, Connor?
4: No, no. I, it, it's weird because I, I swear people were saying it, it's a must win the last time we played them. And now the, the reverse fixture, we're still saying, oh, it's, you know, it's a very much a must win for the team. And... Um, which makes me even more worried is is then that it won't be an easy um, an easy one because the pressure's on now, uh, and I I think we perform awfully when the pressure's on, um, but yeah I mean Norwich their form I, I think their form's worse than ours you know I, I can't remember last you know they're really really poor but. Um, yeah, it, it's purely on our own. I'd say the only reason I'm worried is because it's you know it's ours to lose, and that's a lot of pressure. Um, and I do think they've improved slightly since the, since Dean Smith's come in, uh, ever so slightly. Uh, like literally just it's a mere mere slightly than Fark, but not. I don't. They shouldn't be beating us. It's, it's the you know the, coming down to it, they shouldn't. We shouldn't get beat by someone like Norwich. Wait, I said this about Brighton,
0: though and they don't look comfortably.
4: Yeah, that, that's the only worry, isn't it? You say, you and know, this
0: about Brentford, they do comfortably.
4: <laughs> it's that's the only worry for me. Like we say this, and then it's like, okay, it's it's almost a kiss of death, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean they. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say because it it's going to tempt fate, but we sh- we should be seeing these off, really.
0: Yeah, but. It's one of those. We just got to see what happens. Obviously, we just mentioned that more guys. He's come in. Luca Dean's gone. So a few uh, changes, extra personnel. Maybe Ethan Patterson might make his debut. We don't know. So, you know, a few different players to toy with. But and there's been a lot of talk today. Of course, as well been about Ducore Saying he, he's all right in a two after saying he preferred playing in a three. So, you know, with that in mind, what's future you you're setting up? What is he going to stick with the two? Do you think, Benitez, or? Will he finally see sense and go with the
4: three? I think he's going to stick with the two. There's no way you 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 know you do a new interview with the saying that the two's fine to then go play a like if he does it'll just be Martin games with everyone. But I think if you're going to make the effort to get a player to redo an interview, you're going to probably stick with it. Um, you know, and I, I think I think I watched a space the other day on Twitter and Carragher was saying you know he he, he does like this formation. The, you know, the four-two-three-one, one the 4-4-1-1. And he was like, he doesn't change from it. He did it at Valencia and had a bit of success and won't move away from it and stuff like that. So I can't see him changing.
2: I can't nah. see him changing.
4: Sorry, in case you're wondering why I'm
0: like, I've just literally seen on um, <laughs> um <laughs> Just people like responding to the Lucas transfer. And I'm just like, you know, I fans even in the like the worst. Elements of a base, you can just find funny content just to keep (laughs) you laughing your head off and just... But honestly, yeah. Pardon me, I'm just like... I just want a rare thing to do with everything's cheered me up and I couldn't help but laugh. But yeah, I can't see him changing it myself, to be honest, in terms of knowledge. I think you'll want to obviously set up to... I think will if he has any sense will set up to him, but he's been playing five at the back lately, and that needs to change too, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, at the five against Hull was was really strange. I don't know if he thinks because he packs, you know, one more in the middle in the centre mid uh, centre back spot that counts, but we're still we're still you know we still are allowed to be overrun in midfield, doing that. Um I also for whatever reason the 5 at the back never seems to properly work with us um even when angelotti tried to do it i didn't think it worked very well um it might be one of those things we just don't have the players for it or whatever um but i wouldn't i wouldn't go with the 5 i i personally would go with the 433 three, but i've got a feeling he's going to he's going to stick to the 4411 um i think we might see Mikolenko again uh well unless he's going to I think we'll have to see him, won't we, really, unless he's going to play Patterson or Kenny on the right and do a Seamus Coleman inverted winger again. We're going to have to see Mikalenko. Um, I don't I don't look forward to I hope he does play the lad because I can't be I can't be watching Seamus Coleman so far tucked in on that left side. Uh I saw the average positions for us in the game where he did it, and that whole like left hand side, there was so much space. It was it was awful to look at. Um, so I'm hoping he does play him because we've sort of backed ourselves in a corner now where we, we only have one left back at the club.
0: Yeah, it's well are we surprised that we've conducted terrible transfer business, we shot ourselves in the
4: foot. No, no, I mean it's frustrating, but it's it's not the first time we've ended up, you know. The prime example is we've only just signed the right back after, you know, needing one for the last four years. I think that's the prime example of what we do in the transfer window to ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. isn't it? When you look at like, the way we run our transfer strategy, but I think I've seen elements of hope that it might be improving. It's just a shame about who the manager is. That makes me not get more excited about that.
4: Yeah, it's, it's the sort of... Mental, even if we did play a 4 3 it's going to be the same. It's going to be, you know, keep the ball long, um, esque football, uh, and it doesn't matter who the players are. Like we, like we were saying before, when we we're on about El Garzi and, you know, Luke and Dean, you can only do so much um, and sign so many players. But if they're going to, they're going to be still playing your system. So if your system doesn't work, there's only so much the players can do. Um, and I mean, I dare they speak out about the system because we've seen where that leads to.
0: Yeah, but. It's one of them. We, we, as fans, need to hammer home that it isn't good enough because there needs to be change. If if it doesn't pick up, it needs to change. I mean, it probably needs to change anyway. But if we lo- go and lose an then there's no hope.
4: Exactly, and I think I think he's um, he's got away. Um, he's got away with it for a couple of reasons. I think the owner doesn't want to admit that he's got this awfully wrong, um, so that's one reason he's got away with it. Then there was injuries. Uh, which which was said you know he's had injuries, mashiri went on talk sport and said that as a reason as well. then you add co you know we've not played a football game in a while in the Premier League because of covid cancellations left right and center I think that saved him a little bit the arsenal win as well took a lot of pressure off um but from what i've seen and from the photos in training now, I think the majority of the big the our bigger players are back um I think there's a I, yeah, I think the majority were in the training pitcher, if I'm not mistaken. It's only Tom um, Davis
0: who's missing now, apparently.
4: Yeah, and he's he's I think he's probably out for the season now, isn't he? He's rehabbing his hamstring injury and had surgery. So he's gonna be out for probably maybe might make it back for the last two games of the season. But even then, there's no point whacking him in then at that point. He might as well just go on and you know, training on the summer. Um, but yeah, so the, his excuses are sort of running thin. The games are easier now. I'm going to say, you know, not that any game's easy when it's Everton or the Premier League, but we've got Norwich. Then we've got Villa that I'm a little less, com- I'm a lot less confident about now. But then we've got Brentford in the Cup. But then we've got Newcastle and Leeds. And Newcastle, like, I'm not sold on yet. Leeds, I think, are in a bit of a free fall at the minute. They look to be really lost. Um, Southampton, who are you a know, good team, but they're very hit and miss. Uh, and they're the games we need to pick up points from uh, because after all that... Those,
0: all those teams, you mean on off-bar, a few of them, are better than us, though?
4: Yeah, uh, which is the only problem. You know, Aston Diller, I'd say, uh, you know, better than us. Southampton have picked up a lot of form recently. Um, I quite like Southampton. They're a good team. Um, I'd hope we beat Newcastle. I'm not convinced on them. On, on, uh, Leeds... I think are a shadow of the former. So I'd hope we'd beat Leeds just because they leave themselves far too much. But they're the games now. If he doesn't get those, he can't say, you know, the fixtures have been horrible. Because that was the other excuse going for him that he had, you know, a run of eight games that were just absolute stinkers. But if he doesn't do that, we've got like City. We then start facing City and Tottenham again and we start going to, you know, the clubs around us. We still got Leicester and Burnley to chuck in there as well, and Burnley are going to be a tough game as well as Leicester, just because of how physical they are. But Burnley are another one of struggling this season. You'd hope we should, we should, you know, if that's another one. If he loses, um, realistically, if he loses all these, we're in a lot of trouble, and then he does need to go before it ends up being, you know, too late. We're only, I think, I think we're only like six above the drop, and I don't, you know, I don't want to be dramatic. I do think with, you know, we've, we've got too much quality about ourselves. Um, I
0: don't. I think we're really having trouble. Oh, the,
4: the optimist in me really doesn't want to say it, but then like I look at the table and I go, we're only two losses and a team below us with two wins, and we're going right dragged right into it. And then it becomes a matter of not just quality, but then it becomes a matter of mental battles in a relegation battle as well. You need to have the right mentality and the right fight and. Then I start to worry because men, fighting mentality isn't something I always associate with us.
0: Not with many of these players, and certainly not with that manager.
4: No, it is with the you know the fans in terms of passion, you know, but not with not with the certain players and the manager. The mentality I think at times has been quite poor, and not just this. But, you know, there's a couple of players who have had poor mentalities for the last four managers that have seen them. You know, the ones that have seen them out. So. It's a position I really hope we don't get in. And to avoid it, he needs to start by beating Norwich on Saturday. Needs to
0: win. And with that in mind, obviously the the Norwich game, we'll we'll wrap it up anyway. What's your prediction for the Norwich versus Everton?
4: I'm going to go with 2-1. I think we'll get two, I hope we get two goals. The only reason, I did want to say 2-0, but it's Everton, so I never want to bet on a clean sheet. Um, So I think it'll be 2-1. I've got a horrible feeling that Josh Sargent will get his first Premier League goal. Yeah, a horrible. That's written in the stars, isn't it? It's very Everton-esque to have that happen.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be very pessimistic and going for two all. Uh, I mean, I say that because he even get beat. Don't that he's not pessimistic after all. I don't know, but. A draw would
4: be as as disappointing for me. We shouldn't be drawing against them either. I'd be very annoyed. We shouldn't,
0: we. but this is Rafa Benitez we're talking about, so I'm not I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying anything optimistic until it somehow happens.
4: That's that's what I mean. I, if we draw I'll I'll equally be as fuming because it's it's not acceptable. Yeah,
0: nah. But yeah, I think it's just that's just the way I'm feeling about. The club at the moment, and you know, maybe if there was a different manager there, they'd probably be a lot more optimistic. But you do, but of course, we're going to finish up with. The classic quiz. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't had a quiz at the end of the podcast for quite some time. So it's nice to be back with a bang. We've got Teddy and Owen. Um Classic Match Day Squad, you know, you know how it is. You know how it works. Uh, I haven't got a coin to throw, so I'm just gonna randomly pick someone. Cause and that's not I haven't even got one pence to my name. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with
2: <laughs>
3: I'll have, with you a, have you not got a pen lid this time? I haven't got a pen lid, you know. I've got uh, a... just I got... Teddy, you go first, honestly. Do you want to go first or second, Teddy? Go on, I'll go
0: first. Teddy's going go first. Okay, though. But uh, We're going to reveal the fixture in question, and um, of course, we'll cue the intense quiz music. Uh, there we go. The fixture in question... Everton nil, Norwich two, EFL Cup, September 2016.
1: Oh, well, you're bringing all the classics, don't you? Don't blame me, John. For this one. This isn't the one where Marcus Silva
0: was one his last own game, was it? No, it isn't actually. This this was under the under the tutelage of Ronald Koeman. This masterpiece. This
3: is where we stood up and applauded uh, Stephen Naismith for scoring oh. against that.
0: Have to give up. Right, so eleven starters and three you substitutes to choose from. Set you're up first, mate. Um
3: I'm gonna go for James
0: McCarthy. Good job of doing the two lives here because you're uh you would have been out there. There was no James wow. McCarthy at all. So, yeah, Joe and it's a good job um, yeah uh, we've got the two lives because you've been out as a pro there and so you're already down to your last life each and if we haven't got anyone yet
3: Martin Stecklenberg
0: <laughs> yeah Martin Stecklenberg was the keeper of it, but off the mark um, Ashley Williams Yeah, Ashley Williams played the full game and we got beat.
1: BBC extraordinaire these days where he thinks that he can see these issues that they're not and he didn't upgrade. Yeah, he's the modern day Allen. It's amazing
3: that. He was was talking, Ashley Williams was talking about what defenders should be doing. It's like, (laughs) like, listen, what he needs to do there is he needs to let him run off him and then just, when he scored, put his head in his shirt. And then, later on in the game, he needs to get sent off on purpose so he can get off the pitch because he's getting mad off. That's Ashley I Williams. Know,
1: the worst thing was,
3: people go, going to agree Williams there. He gets, does it? never He's the biggest bags to ever play forever. Nim used to get himself sent off on purpose regularly and, and, oh, got no time for him. We wouldn't have him back now.
0: <laughs> oh wouldn't no. <laughs> have uh, who else? Have, who else was in this team then? It was
3: your turn. Oh, it was my turn. Um, it's your said I know. No, I, I just said that. It's it it your. It's
0: your turn. yours. Um, 2016. I was at this game, but I can't
3: remember the team very well.
0: Um. Just stab at it, Leighton Baines. And that's the end of the quiz. Uh Leighton Baines didn't play. Um, yeah, right so that's there. it. You Owens won the quiz, even though we had, had two lives each. Um we just we aim the signed, rest of the team. Yeah, let's smash Cuco it. Martina. Go on, what was that? Cuco Martina. No Cuco Martina. He hadn't signed no,
4: yet.
0: Just again. Yeah, they're just a just a guy who played the full game,
1: and we got beat. Tom Cleverley was he still there?
0: Yeah, Tom Cleverley also played That's the full game. game. He'll be on BT
1: next week saying telling our midfielders how to pass the ball.
3: Yeah, and the see the reason I can't remember was I was in this. I can't remember the team very well because this game I was in the top balcony, so I was just hanging on for dear life with my arse cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: swear
3: to God. If I had to swallow Cole as a shatter diamond, it's horrible up there. But... Um, I can't say I've ever been. Um,
0: Seamus Coleman. Yep, Seamus Coleman played the full game. Flick- Coney. Coney was a substitute. He was used sub. Came on 83rd minute.
3: That long, illustrious list of Everton strikers that Rondon is in now... <laughs>
0: Um, Gareth Barry Gareth Barry was an unused sub
1: I know who played everyone's best mates Enna Valencia Play him over Lukaku At least he run round
0: a bit Enna Valencia played the full game He run round <laughs> um, Gerard De Delafeu. Yep Delafeu played 68 minutes of
1: course he did. was doesn't finish a game with <laughs> That's a full match for him. <laughs> Surprised he hasn't gone to Real Madrid for Perez's 45-minute games. So he'd love them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be class at that. Do you want to say anyway?
1: Um, Ross Barkley. <clears throat> Ross Barkley played the full game. And we got knocked out. Yeah. But we'd have still finished them without Lucario. <laughs> okay,
3: okay so if we had, who would have been left back then? Um, it's, oh, pre, it's pre all the 2017 signings, isn't it? So wasn't Luke Garbutt, surely, under Cooman. No, it wasn't. Was it Galloway?
0: No. Will no, Oviedo was an unused sword. I don't know why he didn't play though, because the left back wasn't actually a left back. Oh, well, that's not surprising. Holgate. Holgate played, but he was at centre back with Williams, and the other centre back was at left back.
1: Oh, it's not soft shy Funes Mori, is it?
0: <laughs> it was Funes Mori. We had a we had a back four of Coleman, Holby, William, and Funes Mori.
1: All my favourites here: William, Funes, Mori, Cleverly. you yeah, so yeah.
0: Got the whole start and eleven by one player, and then you've got two huge subs together. Funes, Mori. fucking hell.
3: Right.
0: it's on. only one
3: only one starter left.
0: Yeah, and then two subs.
3: Can you give us the position of the other starter?
0: All all of the remaining players are wingers. Adam Lennon. Adam Lennon was the final starter. Kevin Morales. Morales was one of the subs. Lukaku? No, Lukaku wasn't even on the bench. I don't know what was going on there. Leandro Rodriguez. <laughs> no Leandro Rodriguez. Um who did we sign in that winter? McGee. No McGeezy. Teddy's okay. along the right lines.
3: The signs gay. Yannick Balassi?
0: It was Yannick Balassi, yeah. So the team was Stechelenberg, Coleman, Williams, Holgate, Funes, Mori, Cleverly, Gay, Barkley, Lennon, Delafeu, Valencia. Oh, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a full Owen Parks 11 now. Then Balassi, Morales came on 68 minutes and then Coney on in the 83rd. Unused subs: Robles, Jagielka, Gareth Barry, and Oviedo. And a little added bit of trivia was that Ben Godfrey was a used substitute. He came on; must have been about fifteen. He came on in the 90th minute for Norwich.
4: And yeah,
3: Seamus Coleman. We need to treat him with more respect. He's seen some things. In some of the, t- he's <laughs> been in the team. He's been in the team with Mina, Funes Mori. Yobo, everyone. He's been in some some Everton defenses. In to just a missed out on crawl
1: To be fair, I um I didn't criticize the centre half for about two years after Funes Mori scarred me for life. <laughs> Funes Mori. Okay, like, now could chase after his own shadow.
3: Loved a barbecue though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: you on the worst dog shit centre backs we've ever had, honestly. Do you know we
3: got him instead of Van Dyke. Yeah,
0: that's right. When Van Reto had a dream. When
3: when Van Dyke was at Celtic, obviously not when he was at Southampton. But if we'd have got him, he'd be at City now, obviously, because we wouldn't have sold to Liverpool and, and City wanted him. But that's Martinez should be in the Hague for buying Funes Mori ahead of Van Dijk.
1: Oh and as Mori, don't honestly. <laughs> you <laughs> on the way. <worst. laughs> oh, shit. Center back It was very apt that we replaced Alcaraz with him because they were both as shit as each other. What <laughs> a pair of these. Marty, a pair. What a knob.
0: Absolute beaut. No, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's terrible. That's one way of finishing up a podcast. <laughs> um. Owen, anyway, you can quiz and you get to pick the song to see us out at the end of the podcast.
1: Fuck so, um, it. Any suggestions?
4: Not Coronation uh, Truth. Anna Dale. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Ring of Fire
3: for Benitez.
0: Yeah, there we go, we'll finish no, we'll do that. the Rafa Benitez podcast finishes with Ring of Fire, just like um, one of uh, Terry's ideal LFC World after-dinner speeches. Yeah, honestly, you can say what you like at this point, because everyone's switched off to
3: second that it, it second that like, a Horn, for Ring of Fire it's everyone's turned the podcast off, so we can just c- confess anything you want now, no one learning.
1: Yeah, amazing.
0: Martin is yeah, oh, in. Yeah, it is. is. We'll finish on the bombshell. Ian
1: Holloway in. Ian Holloway? You've missed down our Ian Holloway members, Teddy. We've got about half fire. an hour. To, uh, we've dedicated to Ian Holloway's life and crew. Ian Holloway. Was he
3: on GB
1: News the other day? He wasn't, was he?
3: Was? Oh, you're kidding me.